Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yeah, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard, and I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Boys. Yeah. Hey, the boys are here. They're nervous. They're calm. <laughs> Boysies. Get rarer. Why is this happening to me? Me. We're not getting Maccas and you can blame my son. <laughs> Get a few today, did you? It's great to contractually be obliged to be here. <laughs> is anyone going to listen to this or what? No, I actually don't know what, what happens in third grade. <laughs> you either get nude or get in the shower. Or we're throwing all your cook gear in, bro. No, I was like, no chance I'm going to follow you. 19th century Pax Britannica. Fuck! Oh, fuck indeed. That's what we're all saying when we're having a look at how green that deck was at the Gabba. We're going to tell you what you need to understand about Australian wickets. Mainly that, was Safria's batting kind of shit? Hazelwood of Boland, who you got for Boxing Day? Mornay Morkel is on the show to tell us everything about everything. The BBL, the Thunder, all out for 15. We're going to have a look at that. Henry Thornton, five for three, not bad. Pakistan, England, what the fuck is happening with England? They're about to go a clean sweep, three zip in Pakistan. You know what, though? It's safety over in India because Australian women have already won that series, the T20 series. They lost a game, but they've, but they've redeemed themselves. They're up 3-1 in the series. That's all good now. Hey, Pajara scored his fastest ever test match 100. India winning Bangladesh. That's all before before we get into hashtag AskTGC. There's a bit going on in this show, Pez, but it is, as always, brought to you by our dearest and oldest friends at Budgie Smuggler who have supported this show for many, many years. It's budgiesmuggler.com.au. But let's, let's talk about what a lot of people want to know. How did it go? How did it go at the Princess Theatre the other night? Um, where we had Justin Langer on stage and he walked off to a standing ovation. Yeah, hell yeah. He brought that unique JL energy, you know? that I, I felt a lot of JL in the room, pre, during, yeah. post. My shoulder has not recovered from the bruises. Well, we were struck on the body yeah. roughly eight times on stage. <laughs> Yeah, that was just that, his first story. Yeah. His first anecdote about John was, Williamson and John Howard. Got to say, uh, <laughs> look, to his huge credit, JL came. And uh, it was a really entertaining night, you know. We put some stuff to him. He, he put some stuff back. Right. A lot of stuff that we'd said on the show. Do it face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Just a couple of men, right. you know, going eyeball to eyeball. Okay. But it was fun. And... Uh, it was a great opportunity to like wander through the fullness of his contribution to Australian cricket, you know, before he was a coach. Uh, but I got to say, yeah, like the probably one of the best moments was before we went on stage. We're standing side stage as the uh, as the little intro piece played. One of the slides was um, old JL head, footy head, take the two uh, on Twitter, <laughs> and, and the voiceover saying Cricket Australia website. It was possibly awkward at that point. Uh, but um, Who's you know, he who. 
you know, people who are in the room, and that's the most tickets we've ever sold to an event, uh, to a live show. They're just getting bigger. Uh, they will leave mainly remembering his Lindsay Fox parable. <laughs> so if you're in the room, you'll know what that uh, what that means. Uh, Matthew via Patreon wrote and said, really enjoyed the Brisbane show last night. Thanks for coming up north to perform to us feral Queenslanders. Uh, what do you reckon is a better feeling, scoring a hat-trick in a losing side than a World Cup final, Mbappe obviously, or scoring most runs in a losing Asher series, JL? He was happy it was raised. He was quite happy, yeah. yeah little yeah. smile broke across the face there. Also had some footage from our close friend uh, via our close friend, uh, Roblinda Doop. Mm. Uh, of him taking two for against South Africa, playing for like the Australian Academy 11, maybe just bowling some like 95k an hour. Just yeah, in Duckers really gets Carlos, gets Cronier. That was investigated later, yeah. but um, but uh, he's too far. So he got too far. Anyway, Mbappe. So yeah. Mbappe, I mean, hat trick in the final. Uh, Doesn't get much better. A couple of pens, but uh, ah, still. I mean, the second one was a fucking screamer, but yeah. Should have been saved. Did his bit. <laughs> did, did his bit. Yeah. Fuck's sake, boys. Yeah. Garçon. <laughs> <laughs> ah, he's already won one. And he'll probably win one again. And plus he gets the golden boot. So, uh, you know, that's that's got to be very satiating for Killian. Very oh, satiating. Just before the game, you tell me you're going you're gonna to score a hat-trick. All right, well, I've done my bit. You know, it's also a great photo, great photo of him, um, you know, which is actually mainly about his penis in the semifinal with uh, hugging a, Morocco, uh, a Moroccan uh, uh, colleague. Yeah. Um, so it's actually been a really good. It's been a what really did you like about that? About the photo of his penis. Yeah. Well, you just, could see the outline Just like I said, yeah. Just in white shorts. Just, yeah, so enjoy that. Something for the eyes, you know. A little optic there. <laughs> if you want to support <laughs> the great cricketer. There's more of that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, and my, yeah, in- increasingly subscriptions, uh, my, my increasing subscriptions to OnlyFans, and you can support TJC at patreon.com forward slash great cricketer. We get hashtag us TJC Fridays and all the dailies. For the uh, for the test summer, of which at the moment there's not many coming out because it was mm. a two day test match, the first two two day test match pairs since, of course, the famous 1932 job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the famous 1932 job, uh, second time ever that a test match has wrapped up in two days in Australia, and uh, that's about a session and a half longer than what I thought it might have been. Mm. Um, you know, given a look at what when the, you had a look at the deck before I, the day's play. Yeah, yeah, I saw some photos sort of four or five days out, and I thought, yeah. oh, I'm yeah. green that. Yeah, mm. so uh, can't actually see the deck, paint the lines on, can't see. <laughs> South Africa made 152, Verena hit 64, Stark and Lyon got three each. Australia then hit 218, thanks to Travis Head's 92. Rabada finished four for 76 there. And then South Africa were rolled for 99. Cummins took five for 42. Australia then gave him a look, thanks to Rabada's four for 13, but they chased it. They chased, they chased 35, four down. Extras top scored 19. That was so, that was so <laughs> that hot. Was fucking red hot. Um, okay. I haven't seen a single person in any media say that the wicket was in any way good. Um, but I have been enjoying um, a lot of Indian people, I name like Saywag, just say like, you know, how dare they lecture us about our wickets when they sort of defending their wickets. Haven't seen a single person say that this was a good wicket in any capacity. Um, but uh, so I, I got the question here, was the deck shit? The deck was just shit, wasn't it? It was a shit deck. Mm. It was dangerous. <clears throat> It, well, it, I mean, there was a conversation between Cummins and um, Elgar after the game. Elgar mm. sort of suggested the umpires, like, how long until you call this dangerous? It was getting fucking pretty spicy. Uh, I mean, obviously I'm relaxed because we won. <laughs> I don't really see what the issue <laughs> yes. is. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate, I, you know? I think some of the conversation would be different yeah. if, we, if we hadn't won. But, um, you know, obviously cricket's never good. And that, that's the that's – the, complex part of this it's hard to know what anyone means when they criticize a deck mm. 
because you've got to criticise something in cricket mm-hmm. all the time, you know, like the games against the Windies were too slow. Right. You know, this game was too quick. Like, am I asking too much mm-hmm. just for the perfect balance of bat and ball in every game? Yeah. You know, like uh, Gideon made this point the other day. He's like, like, you know, a two-day test is an outlier. But, you know, recently we've seen a test team score 650 at 6.5 and over. We've seen a T20 team bowl out for 15. Uh, you know, they're like the different forms of the game create a little bit more wonderment. You know, it's freshening and expands its possibilities. Mm. I don't mind this kind of game once every so often, yeah. especially if we win. Oh, once a week, it's fine. Yeah. I don't want it every night, but once yeah. a week, it's fine. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> a little, little treat in there. A little treat in the fridge there. Was it? Was it? Was it interesting? It was. You, you don't want it all the time, and it is like it, it, it does rob a little bit of skill because batters. You, you don't know where the ball's going because it's hitting an indentation on the pitch. There's no real skill to it. Yeah, it's a shootout. Yeah, it's a bit of shootout stuff. But, you know, 50,000 feet stuff, flying up there, ah, every so often it's okay. And I also don't think the – I think you've got a problem when a wicket – when teams may be ordering in particular types of wickets uh, to suit their attack or anything like that. I'd be surprised if Australia was doing that given who they're playing against. It would make and, absolutely uh, zero sense. Yeah, and – I don't think the Gabba has any form when it comes to this. Right. They just, you know, they fucked up the ingredients, the recipes. We've all done that with dinner. Oh, yeah. You know, from time to time. Yeah, yeah, So, you know, we, we, we move on to the MCG, which itself was fucking honking <laughs> last year. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, I, don't, yeah. I, I don't really know. And then, like, two years before that, it was no, maybe a bit, no, a bit longer. It was, like, deemed a, a terrible... Terrible wicket. It was like it was not far away from being downgraded from Test status. Was that the MCG? The MCG. Last year was David David Boone, who was the match referee, said uh, it was uh, like below average, I think, or unsatisfactory. Then the year before that, it was like simply good, good. And then the year before that was very, no, very good. But like, yeah. So so the year before that was when Jackson Bird played his last Test match. Yeah, because there was no result in that game. It was too far. It's a bit like Raul Pindi. Yeah. See, when is it good? Where's good? Yeah, that's right. And where's good consistently? The Gabba, I don't actually remember a time when the Gabba's been a bad wicket. Gabba's 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 normally good. I kept saying Gabla. Gabla. Um, Yeah. 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 But uh, (laughs) but the Gabba is what I'm referring to. It's not. It's normally pretty good. I'm I'm taking that over. uh, the fucking dross the SCG served up last the, the couple SCG of years. The SCG is the worst wicket in the country. Yeah. yeah. In the worst team in the country at the moment, performance-wise. That, that's right. The point is cricket's never good. Right. But if we're winning, I'm a bit like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. You, you made this point perfectly. It's like, oh, great toss to win. Really? I mean, you know, I think South Africa had the best of conditions batting-wise. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, South Africa really should have cashed in that first innings. 152, never yeah. enough. Is it like – Never the, enough. The, the, the problem with the deck is that like – we now don't even want to talk about the game. Like, as in, like, everything is asterisk except for Travis Head. It's yeah. kind of like, uh, yeah. you know, you'd like to be able to say, gee, Elgar failed in both innings. All the Aussies have targeted the captain then. Yes, they've obviously they have, put yes. a target on his back. Yes. And then they've succeeded in, in, in sort of hitting the bullseye there. Yeah. But it's more just like, nah, deck stuff. Mm. See, Warner's got away with that one, hasn't he? Because yeah. he got our first ball. Yeah. It's like, real, well, everyone's real, getting real, out. Real snorted from a bar. Well, yeah. couldn't really do yeah. much about that one. Yeah. But, you know, Kagiso did say, I love Kagiso. As South Africans, we won't go down without a fight. So there is that. So yeah, okay, won't, that's, good yeah. that's good they to know. Yeah, that's good to know. They won't be, a, like, we put a, we sort of targeted the captain. Yep. They're not going down without a fight. Yep. So that's good. Uh, 
Yeah. I'm look, I've always been more of an I met a bad guy anyway, and I've always said that. I have seen some people suggesting that uh, you know, South Africa is batting no good, no one averages more than forty in test cricket, it's yeah. not good enough against our boys, you know, on our decks. And whilst that might be true, you know, in um sorry, South Africa had a very impressive series home win against India. That's mm. one of the best they've had in in uh, in recent times, given the circumstances around the test match, who was who was unavailable, mm. the the rise of the Indian national te- uh, test team as well. Fantastic series win, and they performed outstandingly uh, with with bat and ball. Uh, but it is true that South Africa's batters do average under forty in test cricket. No one, no one averages more than that. Elgar's Elgar, I think Elgar does, doesn't he? I, don't know. I, I think, think it might be like a 38, 38, yeah, 38 okay, job. Okay, okay. Um, but so whilst that is true, just like I'm looking at the ball that um, Stark gets his 300th test wicket with, <laughs> that, that gets Van der Dussen. And Van der Dussen misses it by like 15, 20 centimetres. Like, no, test players don't miss the ball by that much. <laughs> like they, yeah, your point they, being that the deck it, was honk. It was, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, you, I mean, AB's commentary on Fox was like, he was going like, you can't hit that. He's like, it's impossible. To he said it's impossible to hit that ball. I reckon he'd have a clue, yeah. talking about the Gabba especially. Yeah, exactly. But he's just like, look at, yeah. like, it's, you know, it's like, oh, gee, Stark's got the ball coming back in. He's like, no, that's seamed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stark doesn't need the seam. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, he never has. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it obviously breaks uh, Matthew Hayden's heart, Big Doss's heart. You know, he loves yeah. the Gabba more than anything, except for his dog, Alfie. Mm. Uh, you know, and to... to you asked to, Al, I could, you asked Langer on stage about that. Yeah. yeah well, he didn't like it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, he said he goes to bed with him. Yeah. I couldn't tell who he was talking yeah. about. <laughs> Sorry, go <laughs> uh, You know, so Big Doss criticising, you know, the Gabba, I think that, that hurt him. That yeah. hurt him. But, you know... But he did it. But he did it. So you're talking about Rabada. He finishes eight for 89 this match. He's got 45 wickets this year in eight yeah. games at 20. He's so hot. So we'll talk about Jack Leach in a second, who's actually bowling really well. Um, he is the leading wicket taker this year. He's got 46 wickets. He's done it in 14 matches. Uh, in fact, it'd be 15 matches, including this game. So nearly double the nearly double the matches. And, and anyway, so Rabada's second on the list. I think Lyon might be third as well for this year. But Rabada, eight matches, 45 poles. Mm. I mean, he loves playing against Australia, averaging mm. 20. It's fucking red hot shit. Yeah. And in that fourth innings, though, it was becoming farcical. It was becoming farcical because he's he's so fucking good as well. Mm. Like he's such a fucking red mm. hot good bowler. Um, so that's good. Any love for Rabada? We sort of give him the love. Oh talking. well, I like I like how in reflecting on that final innings, uh, all of the South Africans like Elgar and Rabada and stuff are like, well, you know, we weren't going to win, but it was about opening scars. Yeah, you know, yeah. and like. I like that they denied. Uh, I'm not sure it was by design, but like denied us anyone hitting the winning runs. Oh, this will just be a bumper past your head that goes yeah. over the keeper's gloves yeah, for the third time. But yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I like that. Look, um, I noted on the ABC via Rick Finlay, numbers guru, that South Africa. I'm just repeating this from from um, what I heard on uh, from the ABC, but South Africa lost a wicket every 25.9 balls in this test. Mm-hmm. Australia lost a wicket every 25.0 balls. Uh, so they concluded that it was the speed of scoring that was the difference. Mm. You know, being able to mm. tactically work your way through one of those minefields and to do it through aggression and attacking um, batting, you know, was the was the difference, which is often kind of mm, – interesting. It's often – overlooked when we talk about like really um, difficult wickets to play on. It tends to, we, we reflex to say, well, this is going to be a, a question of defense, but right. you know, isn't Brendan McCullum, yeah. Ben Stokes and, yeah. and Travis Head showing that right. like when it gets particularly difficult, 
there are other ways. There are many ways to skin a cat, and yep. I know that because I've skinned about four or five cats, yep. it, yeah, yep. and then I wear them as a suit. That's how, we, that's how we first met, <laughs> yeah. But um, <laughs> if Australia is losing a wicket, one every twenty-five balls, and Travis Head hits mm. ninety-two off ninety-six or whatever mm-hmm. it was, mm-hmm. like. Why aren't we talking about this as one of the great innings yep. Ag- against Rabada, Nokia, Ngidi, and Janssen? Mm. That that is phenomenal shit. Yep. Like we kind of now conceive of Travis Head as like this uh, Australian master who flays the ball through the offside. Sometimes when the going is good, but that's wrong. Like when he came in against England with his one fifty knot, Australia was struggling. Mm. He just you know and. Everyone just says it's counter punching, but it, it's it's more than that. I, th- I think he did something in Hobart as well. When that was mm. a, that was a steamy yeah, wicket as well. That's he came right. in. He, I don't know, he didn't get a hundred, but he might have yeah. got like forty or something like that. That's sixty right. maybe something. And, and and here, that is just absolutely sensational, yeah. and and it ends up being the difference, both the number of runs mm. and the scoring rate as so well. So just with Head's form, so he obviously got that one fifty two in the last ODI at the MCG. He had one hundred fifty two opening the batting there. Mm. Okay, England three sure. Then it's ninety nine in Perth. Okay, that was West Indies twos. Yeah. One seventy five against in Adelaide. That was against West Indies fours. Mm. Then he gets ninety two in Brisbane. But you're only good, you're only as good as your last innings. Gets a, gets a globe in the last. True. Innings. So yeah. I'll be having a look at someone else to come in. Maybe Hanscom, yeah. something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Jason saying unfortunately broken the collarbone, so he's no good. But um, yeah. <laughs> um, Head's form is uh, remarkable. You have just 44 in Test cricket. I was saying that during the daily, one of the, uh, must have been after day one, right? Uh, I was saying that I didn't really see the Head having these gears in him. Like when he first came into the Australian side, he was actually a very good ODI player. Um, and then he sort of dropped out of that side. But so he's always an attacking player. But the, this this run of form and this high level of skill, I didn't I didn't see him having this this ceiling. Um, and who knows if he's even at it right now? I mean, it's fucking amazing run of form: one fifty two, ninety nine, one seventy five, and ninety two. Um, it's five test hundred, it's ten fifties, it's forty. I think his average is forty four, forty five. Uh, it's that's fucking incredible, uh, and what an asset to have. And obviously, the as we said this last week, and we'll continue and continue to say this um, until he does it. But um, you know, runs in Asia, the hardest place for Australia to go to score at. But um, but I don't know. I mean, it's uh, it's looking pretty good for the Ashes as well, which yeah. is really the only series that matters. Like, it, it, is, it is funny because he's scoring runs at this rate and because he plays so many scintillating shots, you just you make this step to go like, oh, well, he's just sort of seeing the ball well at the moment. But his technique has changed fractionally. Like yeah. He's not hitting the ball behind square anywhere mm. near as much as he used to. A lot of those drives are going straighter. Mm. He's not nicking those ones, you know, through third man or to the slips or anything like that. So he's he's really starting to come together as mm. a bat. Uh, but now, obviously, as you've noted, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's put together one of the greatest innings uh, in, in modern Australian history, which we will disregard. Yep. He's not done it in Asia yet, so, yeah, you know. So I did hear, I don't know if you're going to go here next with, with Warner, uh, but um, I read today that in considering replacements for David Warner, the name Travis Head has popped up. <laughs> As uh, for opening the batting uh, to test. open to open the batting in Test cricket. Okay, uh, who's saying that? Uh, <laughs> it's inconsequential. Okay, right. Uh, Bill Laurie. Uh, <laughs> uh, with respect to William Morris, uh, but I mean, yeah, you know, I, I suppose Warner's the next chat with all of this kind of stuff. Like the wicket was so asterisky, you can probably go like, huh. Well, let's see how he goes in the next one. Get you know at the MCG. I was even looking at his former uh, his his numbers this summer, mate. Like 
it's not kind of um, it's not. Oh, this bloke can't see it anymore. Yeah, stuff. it's weird, isn't it's it? It's like yeah. it was sort of. You know, like in the first test against West Indies, he made forty-eight or something, mm. uh, and then the second two, he, he was in he was in the late twenties, looking good mm. for both, uh, and then he just gets that one from Rabada. Mm. You know, it, I, it's more like can he if, if he is on the decline, the last two places you want to go after that are fucking India and England yeah, away, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and so does he yeah. want to just go like ah. Uh, that'll do. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I was not even aware of the of the decline until maybe even the last test match when it just started to become part of the conversation. Then mm. I was looking at the numbers and it's the last two years. I think he averaged 28 in test last year and 21 in, t- in test this year. But you're right. It's not like 0, 0, 7, 12, 80. Yeah. It's like it's consistently between 15 and 40. Mm. And it looks okay. Yeah. When it's when it's going. Yeah. So that's- It's not got those optics of like, oh, you've, you've, you've you're passed done, it. Yeah. Because yeah. a couple of things with his feet, I think they're a bit like mm, it's not fun, is it? But just think, just more generally speaking, because obviously Stark goes past three hundred Test wickets now. We've already said before that it's it's a very rare occasion when when all four players or all four of your bowlers have this many Test wickets. <clears throat> Kawaj did a thousand Test runs this year. Warner's an all time rate. Steve Smith's the best since Bradman. Marnus is number one Test batter in the world. Travis Head's just incredible form, uh, and Carey has performed adequately. Yeah, um, it's uh, a couple it's, of good innings in it's, this game. It's, it's a test it's well. a really really good team. Mm. Um, and if they, are, I mean, I just think India's like, nah, they're just they're just not going to win there. Like, mm. just not. It's just too hard. But England, England is like, well, England's now the best team in the world, so I don't know. But I guess like winning the World Test Championship is is um, is the most attainable goal, I would say, right now. Now mm. South Africa have now dropped below India on the World Test Championship right. table, so India are now second. Because um, I, and I think that actually that's now the likely scenario of, of the final. Um, which is still like, you know, eight months away. No, less than that, seven months away. Right. But uh, It is funny though. It's like, oh, you can be really, really good and kind of tick all the boxes and it's like, yeah, it, it, the question is how well can you lose in the major away series right. that determines who's the best team? Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, exactly, yeah. Because uh, this team that I'm looking at right now is like, fuck, I mean, Australia barely loses a test in Australia, really. Like, mm. and they, they have lost series, of course. Um, but... T- Quite often, like these test matches, just what happens. And but it, I, I don't know. I, I feel like times are changing. Do you feel like those both teams are close? Like I, I feel like in the days after this South Africa game, there's you know a, a lot of it's been like, well, you know, South Africa are only one one innings away from this being close or whatever. I still feel like Australia was sort of just ahead for most of the game. Oh, anyway. there's, there's just I mean we said this before the series. Like, there's just no runs in South Africa. There just there's aren't any runs. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are just. South Africa just has to blow away so many really good players, especially in Australia. Kawaja, Labuschagne, Smith, Head. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it just seems so much more easy to get out Van der Dussen, Hervé, mm. Zondo, and... Bavuma. Bavuma. Mm. You know, they're, they're, they're a fair way apart, I would have thought. So who you got, uh, Bolin V. Hoff? Well... It's an easy one because I don't know if Hazelwood's fit, but but that's that's not really that's not really. The I question, think that so. he's 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 indicated publicly he's fit to bat. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a, bat. I'll yeah. a stick, boys. Yeah, don't worry about that. For Warner, it's um. I think Hazel, Hazelwood is Hazelwood is the um. I think he's nah. Cummins is probably the best, but nah, I don't know. Hazelwood's fucking amazing. No one's saying Hazelwood's not amazing, but like, how can you not pick Boland? I, like it's just he's just got the hot hand. Papers today saying that should they not pick him in his home ground, it could spark a riot. <laughs> uh, no, 
I know, I know people from Melbourne like to yeah, get upset. Yeah, yeah. You know? Flares. Like, what if, what if Hazelwood yeah. throws a flare back yeah, into, you know, yeah. wrote Bay 13? That's an issue. That could be an issue. Well, they some boo- with if they pick Hazelwood, are over. they going to boo him? You know? <laughs> <laughs> he's still bowling. Fucking, he's still <laughs> averaging like 10.36. 10. I like, you know, and that, that attracted punter saying like, oh, he's had a couple of good decks to start on. And like, this was a bloke who was picked for his ability to bowl on the dead wickets of yeah. the MCG. Yeah. So like, wait until they roll out the flat ones. It's just, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah exactly. You know, like, this isn't a guy who just hits a length. He bashes a length. Yeah, he bashes it. You don't just hit it. No, no, no. No, no, no. You don't bowl line and length. You bash a Okay, here's, here's something that doesn't make sense statistically. Hazelwood's a better bowler than Scott Boland, but Scott Boland must play. Like, how can you not play him? He's, 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 he's probably the premier seamer in the world at the moment, but, you know, he's, he's first, second change. Some unpopular shit I'm going to say here, right? McGrath chucked it. <laughs> I don't think I've said that out loud, have I? <laughs> Mike Hussey would have averaged more if he was called Mick Hussey. <laughs> <laughs> Hazelwood uh, averages 35.69 at the MCG. Right. Bowling 24.35 first class cricket. Interestingly with Hazelwood, just going through the last couple of years uh, with Hazelwood, he has only played like seven tests in three years. Oh, uh, right. And so he, when he missed out in 2019, he was dropped from the World Cup. Yeah. Oh, they left him out. Yeah. And then they left him out of the first test at Edge Baston. When he came, he, when he came back at Lords, he was snarling, yep. ripped through England's top order. Yep. Little bit of like, well, hang on, yeah, you don't, you, we don't, yeah. we don't put Hoff in the corner. You don't put the bush horse yeah. in, the, in the in the stable. Yeah, that's right. You let you let him out. You let him out. He's yeah. got a gallop. Yeah. He's got a gallop about them. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I saw England doing some six sitting practice the other day. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Kiwi now. Yeah. Uh, but Hazelwood for the last couple of years. Has been the first to go when um, there's a specialist for that wicket. You know that's what mm. happened in England. It's what happened in the first test against Pakistan last year. Uh, sorry, sorry, he played the first test against Pakistan last year. Then he was left out when they brought Swepson in for the last two. Right, and the same thing happened in Sri Lanka for Swepson. So he didn't yep. play two against Pakistan. Didn't play two against Sri Lanka. Yep. You know there is precedent there, uh, and. You know, would you consider Boland a specialist for the MCG as much as, say, Swepson was on spinning wickets? Like, statistically, kinda. You know, <laughs> but Boland played one game there. Yeah. So yeah. But he's played. Depending on the sort of deck they get there, he's played lots of games there for Victoria. That's literally that was his thing. That they they'd sorted him out for the MCG, presuming it would be dead. Mm. Uh, even though it was the opposite of that. So I know a lot of time has passed, but during the T Twenty World Cup, that 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 was the liveliest wicket the MCG. Mm. Like you know that that game, uh, the India Pakistan World mm. Cup game mm. it was one sixty plays mm. one sixty mm. uh, ish, and um, but that was that was some really tough going and some high quality pace attack on both sides. I mean, I would say particularly Pakistan's pace attack. Um, so I, I mean, that was now three two months ago. So it's like enough time has passed where the wicket's completely different. But but I don't know. Maybe there will be a bit more grass on it again, and it will sieve around. But I don't know why Australia should just be preparing, preparing fucking flat ones because Australia would just outbat South Africa if they want to win the series. They will, they shouldn't bring South Africa in, in any way into the series. And if it's green, then mm. I mean, saying that never seen a green in wicket and they've just won this game. But um. It did feel like more of a shootout, didn't it? It'll be interesting to see which way they go. I think it's an interesting test of Cummins' captaincy as well, you know, and uh, because Hazelwood went to Cummins' wedding. So did Boland go to his wedding? Well, you know, I don't know. Also, Starks played every game. Now, these games are becoming shorter and shorter. I mean, a two-day test match does work out quite nicely in terms of rest off and stuff. But they now have played three tests in three weeks. 
uh, to be four tests in four weeks, obviously this week, and then the fifth one in Sydney. So it's 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 a, it's quite a workload. So I mean, but Stark's in red hot form. He's buying fantastically. I mean, mm. Cummins had one game off with a thigh injury, didn't he? So I'm not. There's no seems to be no suggestion of Stark being rested for Boxing Day. I mean, it's mm. the one they all because he does play, so right? much to rest his body for these games anyway. Yeah, so. that's true. That's true. That's true. So okay, well then it's probably just a straight shoot up between Hayeswood and Boland. I mean, I just can't see Boland being left out. I mean. Yeah, and I don't think I, I don't I don't think that uh, there should be any real incumbency on that kind of stuff either. I understand mm-hmm. Cummins being an incumbent when he's captain and fit, mm-hmm. but other than that, I just think if if Bowling's got the hot hand and he's bowling really well, I, I think he's probably bowling better than Hazelwood's been bowling. And I yeah. fucking love Hazelwood Deluxe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. So, uh, well, on Boxing Day, Shane Warne's going to be honoured. Uh, his test cap number three fifty will be painted square of the wicket for the duration of the match, and at three fifty p.m. on Boxing Day itself, a graphic of Warne will be displayed on the MCG screens, while highlights package of the famous Victorian will roll out across the match. Fans are being encouraged to wear a floppy hat and don Warne's trademark zinc cream when attending the second test of the series. So if you're heading to the MCG, if you're coming down for Boxing Day, if you're in Melbourne, of course, then uh, then that's what that's what's doing. Um, uh, yeah, it's uh, it it feels like in in some regards it's, uh, it feels feels a long time ago since Warren passed away. But of course, this will be the first Boxing Day Test mm. match, the first Test match in his home city of Victoria, and Melbourne indeed that um, that uh, that he won't be there at. Um, players so wearing floppies all game as well. I rate it. Oh, the all the players play. doing it. Yeah, yeah, players okay, right. Floppies. Um, Alex Carey doing that. I fucking hope so. Oh, he might as well be in short sleeves and and bat with a thigh pad on the outside. Yeah, but it's novel. You know, it'll be a novel thing to see. <laughs> it's something for the eyes, isn't it? Yeah. And then and then red plays green that night, so it's all good. Talk about that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That, no, I got I got nothing else on that. Um, all right. Well, let's talk to Mornay Morkel. But before then, Pez, we need to thank our dearest and oldest friends at Budgie Smuggler, mm-hmm. budgiesmuggler.com.au. Uh, the Christmas season is upon us. You know, finally the sun is blessing our Melbourneian skins down here because it's been <laughs> fucking cold as shit but uh but that's over now because it's sunny and the good times will continue to roll and you can get all your accoutrements for the summer your budgies your, your stubby holders your yep. towels your hats your bucket hats anything you like your party shirts oh man i've got to tell you i cannot wait for the festive season to be over because it's been a festive season in my household anyway We've actually put together a TGC collection that you can check on the Budgie Smuggler website. This is the shit we're rocking around in. Uh, I think some stuff got replaced, but we went, we're going for the Gold Tiger Budgies, Hell yeah. Wallabies Indigenous Budgies, uh, a couple of other Indigenous designs as well, Naderna 2.0. There's one, uh, and then the Mulga Aussie Summer, and there's one called Eight Balls. Uh, so enough said. Enough said. And then with the non-swimwear, what, uh, the, the Terry Towling White Bucket Hat, Deluxe, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Rubber Duck Towel. A navy jumper, just you know, because it's La Nina down here. Yeah. Three kings towel and uh, a couple of stubby holders as well. You can get that at budgiesmuggle.com, little TGC collection. A couple of other big dogs have got their collections out there as well. That's where you go to check it out. Hey, before we spoke to Monet Morkel, this interview is brought to you by T20 Stars. Someone wrote in, someone, uh, Nick wrote in actually, Pez, uh, and he said, Dear, dear Pez and Higos, I write to you a glowing endorsement of T20 Stars kit. That's t20stars.com.au. Which has undeniably changed my brother's life. As a specialist wikikeeper batting number 11, he was swayed by one of your podcasts to, to not waste him, not waste his time, I'm guessing, driving to an unnamed cricket store and to give Watto's gear a look instead. Unsurprisingly, he was very impressed by the quality of this new stick and he became an advocate for T20 Stars kit amidst the ridicule of ignorant club mates. Then on the weekend, he was somehow promoted from 11 to opening following the late call-up 
of the regular opener to first grade and batted his way to a maiden ton after not scoring more than 20 in the previous five seasons. My point is, if T20 Stars kit can transform his game, it can change anyone's. Cheers, Nick. <laughs> There's a PS there that he doesn't want us to mention, but it's quite funny. Uh, it's t20stars.com. It's global. It's global. Uh, but... Um, that is – that's good to hear, you know. That sounds like at that club there's a selection issue as well. Yeah. Uh, but I think primarily what is clear is that uh, T20 Star kits, uh, Kit works. It, well, it works. It works. And if you and want – T20 Stars. That's, that, that's right. That's right. And if anyone is a friend of TGC, they're a friend of T20 Stars as well. You can use the code TGC15 for 15% off the full T20 Stars range, just like I hope Nick's brother did before scoring his maiden 100. How the fuck did that happen when he hasn't scored 20 in the f- previous five seasons? I'll never know. But I think that means that that will happen to you as well, T20Stars.com. All right, here he is for the second time, Pez. On the show, Mornay Morkel. So grateful to be joined here uh, by 309 test wickets at 27. And he also has a name, uh, <laughs> Mornay Morkel. He's now a veteran of the show. This is his second time. And uh, as far as I understand, fresh from mowing the lawn as well. Mornay, welcome back. Thank you, guys. Great to be back. I just think an uh, no, extra thing we can add. Um, also, the world record holder for the most noble wickets. I think that is a, a, a quite a <laughs> achievement, you know. How, how a lot of guys was, uh, I think it's about fifteen. We need to double check that stat. <laughs> so, uh, at least somebody somebody needs to hold that record. Uh, I'm yeah. not very proud of it, but it's it's a world record. So, well, yeah, let's go with that one. Uh, I suppose it's a um, particularly special time for with South Africa coming out to Australia because you are an Australian resident now. Uh, you know, what have you made of the first test? Mm. Look, I mean, I sort of reflected on it uh, yesterday flying back from Brisbane. I mean, obviously the build-up was massive. We spoke a lot about the, the bowling attacks, the South African batting lineup, which you know, I was quietly hoping, um, you know, they could deliver or get to, to a decent score. But uh, when, I, when I arrived at, at, at the Gabba that morning and uh, I had a look at the wicket, I thought to myself, the last time I saw a similar wicket like this was back home in the first-class game where it was a similar time of the year and the Titans, we played against the Lions. We were both out of the comp and you could clearly see that the groundsman was also ready for, for a holiday. You know, he wanted to make it a quick and a fast game. <laughs> um, yeah, but I've never, never seen a, a wicket like that before. I mean... You know, so that's pretty, pretty much a green mamba, as we call it uh, in South Africa. Um, there's been a lot of chat about South Africa's batting before the series. No, no guys averaging more than forty in Test cricket, right, Mona? Yeah. And and then you know the first class system in South Africa is changing, and it's. I think the guys only play seven first class games a year, and they're not in the peak of the summer. But that's that all feels really harsh, given that I mean there were thirty four wickets in two days. So you know, do, do you? Mm. Do you think that that test match sort of um, it almost doesn't count towards that argument of like, well, there's no good, there's no good first class batters in South Africa anyway because it was just a shootout this game. Yeah, look, I mean, this is a, a lovely topic to discuss, and we can chat, you know, we can talk about this for, for hours. Uh, you know, for me, it's not making really excuses for South African cricket over the batting lineup, but also a lot of these guys that in that top six that fronted the, a world class batting attack that's their first time touring in Australia. Mm. And batting and playing in these conditions, so that's another hurdle for you, for them to come over. Um, 
you know, they haven't played any any test cricket for, I can't even remember on the top of my head now when it's the last time this group played test cricket. So that much fitness, um, you know, time spending with the adrenaline and whatever comes with test cricket, you know, they, that is a certain fitness that you need to to have. I mean, they were lacking that. And then, yeah, you talk about, you know, the guys, um, the averages. We've lost a, a big chunk of senior players in that top middle order that were averaging 45, 40 plus uh, and quality players that could absorb pressure and then from there go on and, and do a counter-attack. And this team is going to, you know, they're going to they're gonna struggle. That's going to take them some time to to get used to that. We had a couple of guys coming back from injury, from the Dusan, the Timber Bavuma. Uh, you know, they haven't played a lot of cricket. So, bar just the batting line, there were a lot of outside little also red flags popping up for them to, to overcome. And... And like I say, we're up against a world-class bowling attack that's not really going to give you scoring options. It's going to be tough. But I, I mean, I personally felt, you know, uh, on day one, especially when we lost the toss when we were batting first, Australia didn't bowl that well. You know, and there was an opportunity for us to to get to a, a decent score. The wicket was 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 on a slower side. You know, it was doing a bit, but it gave you an opportunity to, if you do the, if there was a, a play miss, you know, it, it gave you time to adjust. Mm. And uh, you know, unfortunately, I think it was typical Thursday nerves. I mean, Rassi van Dusen he could have left his bounced a little bit. Dean got burgled down uh, down leg. Mm. So if we in that first innings, if we could have maybe got close to one eighty two hundred, uh, you know, that would have been a, a different ball game. Because yes, we lost by six wickets, and um, you know, things on. If you look at the scorecard, especially the South Africans waking up because it was like early hours in the morning, it looks bad. But there's a lot of small margins in that game. That if it went the other way, you know, it, it would have been a, a hell of an exciting game. I mean, I think of Travis Head, that catch dropping short, just just short of Dean Elgar. He's went and scored a ninety. One guy got runs and mm. took the game away. So, um, yes, it wasn't the perfect test match, um, but I don't think it was sort of all doom and gloom for South Africa. I think they can just put that one out to the bin and really focus on Melbourne and kick off from there. So that's what I was going to ask, Mornay. We we can talk about like systemic issues and uh, and and South African first class averages and stuff, but you guys, you guys basically just grow a leg whenever you play against Australia, and especially when you come yeah. here. Uh, yeah. I was talking about some numbers earlier, like uh, South Africa lost a wicket every twenty five point nine balls. Australia lost a wicket every twenty five point zero deliveries. And so to that end, I was going to ask you as an expert, a guy who's played a lot of Test cricket, probably on some difficult wickets as well. Like, do you think? Do you think South Africa and Australia are actually quite evenly matched heading into the next two games? Uh, I note even in the last series when Australia went to South Africa, where you guys towed us up, Australia won that first test as well. Uh, are you expecting yeah. South Africa to come back hard? Uh, and do you think do you think the rest of this series is going to be close? No, for sure. They're definitely going to come back. You know, I think that's uh, the beauty about South Africa and that culture, that resilience of coming back. They want to bounce back. They want to... Put a put a performance in, um, you know that's that's been the trademark of this team. Although we're lacking experience, that's going to be it. Um, you know, I spoke to to Dean Argo after the test. Actually, went to to go and have a beer with him just to go check in. And you know, th- those were exactly the same points. I think getting the, the the big thing for this team was to get day one or the first test out of the way. You know, like you come to to a, to a tour like that um, where these guys haven't experienced anything anything in Australia like that. And I was exactly the same in 2008. You listen to stories like ah, the abuse from the crowd and how the, the bounce and the wickets and you start formulating this picture in your mind and you think, mm. no, okay, it's actually impossible to play against these stuff. Now this side, 
you know, they face the pat comers. The top six has, has seen how the ball is coming out of a Mitchell Stark's hand. So as a player, you can now, now that you've seen the movie, you can start, you know, do your own prep instead of listening to stories and then your subconscious mind running away from that. So I definitely think, you know, they'll, 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 they'll come back stronger, um, you know, in, in the second test. And then, you know, in terms of matchups of the teams, Australia, obviously, they've got a, they've got a, they've got a, a well-balanced team, have a better balanced side than South Africa, I feel. Um, you know, we always said that we're going to feel, we're going to understand the day Jav Kallis moved away, the massive hole, hmm. um, you know, that, that's going to be in South Africa. We're still struggling to find an all-rounder. Um, we've got a fantastic bowling at that, but uh, we need to maybe bring an extra batter in and strengthen that batter, batter, batting lineup uh, a little bit, if you look at it. But who do you leave out in a bowling attack? Because Nurkia was bowling well, Marco Janssen was bowling well, Rabada uh, and Gidi, you know, there is a bit of a shootout. But, you know, you can't drop um, Rabada because he's, he's, he's X-Factor, he's world-class, he took wickets. So, uh, yeah, I think they've got, a, they've got a bit of head-scratching to do in terms of finding their balance. I mean, Keshav Maharaj is another option where spin in Australia, they look to dominate spin and when it takes spin down. So how much of a role is, a role is he going to play in Melbourne, maybe later at the SCG where it's dry and turning. Uh, so finding the, the combination where, yes, we're going to take 20 wickets uh, and also get, um, you know, scoring on board is going to be important because I feel on this, on this, on this tour, you, 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 you probably are not going to need that 400 plus scores. It's going to be maybe a, a, a type of series where 280, is going to be a good first inning score. So in terms of your goals, your KPIs, or how are we going to get to 300, you know, they need to fine-tune that and, and work that out uh, and come up with a, with a game plan. I can't quite remember what the crossover was between the end of your international career and the beginning of Kigiso's international career. But, like, it's he's taken 45 wickets this year in eight games at an average of 20. I think he was the fastest ever to 200 test wickets. It yeah. is, and it's just... It's just fucking amazing, Mornay. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's and he's so good against Australia. But like when you first came across him, I can't. Uh, did, did you play with him? I've played with him. Yeah, sort of the back end of my career. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. And, uh, you know, he took a bit of heat now in his first test for uh, not bowling fast. His, his pace was down a little bit. He looked a little bit, um, uh, you know, low in, in, in energy or flat in energy. Um, but you know, a lot of people don't understand that this guy. He's almost already played eight years of ten years of cricket. He started at such a young age, you know what I mean? And he's played every single game for South Africa. White ball, um, you know, he's, he's the front line guy, the go-to man. Um, yes, you're on a tour like this, which is it's just massive. You want to give yourself, you know, if I, I'm going to run in today, I'm going to give everything. If I break down, you know, so be it. I mean, yes, in the back of his mind, he's sort of thinking IPL and all these tournaments and stuff like that. But this guy had a massive, massive, massive workload. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I'm expecting him now to to hopefully bounce back and, and be that leader uh, in the second test and really, you know, get that bowling unit fired. Um, because where there was a period we started like machines and it with, with the new ball, but it was a, tw- a twenty over period where I, th- I think we went at fours or fives, and in Australia you can't get it's so hard to claw that momentum back. Mm. Um, you know, we're we're leaking runs and partnerships, so it's going to need those are the small little things that they'll have to 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 sort out. And he's the leader of that that needs to put his hand up and say, okay. Give me the ball. I'm going to create something, yeah, um, you know, and and get us back into the game. Mm. Looking for a bit of insight, Mornay, like Australia and our public are now, you know, arrogant again. We've dusted the West Indies, who's basically <laughs> fourth grade, you know. 
we got this we got this win and you know Manus is breaking records and Smith's averaging 60 yeah. Kawaj is averaging 100 so we're just, we're just starting to crow again in Australia but whenever you guys came out here you just had no fear of Australia like you know what 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 do you say to the South African players um and maybe they already know this anyway but like what what weaknesses are there in the Australian in the Australian side and then also the Australian mm. psyche you know like Camo wants yeah. to play like the calm and relentless character and have the team just relaxed and stuff. But, like, surely you want to be getting under the skin of the Aussies, winding them up a yeah. little bit. It, 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 would that be your advice to Dean Elgar? Look, I don't think winding it up, but you don't want to really get a get a, get a get get into a battle with the Australians. I think that's where, you know, the other side of them comes out. Um, you definitely need to pick your battles with certain players. You know, like David Warner, he, when he's batting, he's actually looking to, to start a fight with you because that gets him going. So mm-hmm. I, I think... Uh, you need to identify your players who you're going to go after, other guys who you're just going to leave alone. But I think the main thing for us was, you know, when we toured and we were successful, uh, day one, day two would be pretty even. And day three, we all know that's a moving day. Uh, that's the day where we wanted to, to sort of be able to be a little bit more in the Australian faces and see how they react. And when we do that, all right, front up and keep going. Because there, there was a time where, you know, the guys were saying that that's all. It's all a little front they're putting up, but there's a bit of a soft underbelly. So if we if we give it to them, yes, you know, we had the players like the Villiers and those guys that could go out and and, and be aggressive and take them on and you know be in their face. If you can get that momentum slightly, slightly on your side, uh, you know, you, you've got you've got a you've got a chance and things fell into place beautifully beautifully for us. You know, we we blocked out a day in Adelaide, day and a half Adelaide, and we knew that they threw everything at us. If we can be strong and, and Perth at last taste, we've got a we've got a we've got a great opportunity to win a series. So it's small little moments that you need to identify that we're gonna we're gonna go now after them. But also like I said, you need to you need to have the the, the right people on the bus to stand stand up and front up. Um, because yeah it, it is it is not an easy place to come over and, and win. There's definitely, uh, there's definitely uh, uh, that kind of mindset from the captain, Dean Elgar. I, I know, I noted before the series, he was saying that he doesn't seem, well, he doesn't think he's very popular in Australia. He thinks that people think he's a bit of a dickhead, I think was even the quote that he said. But like, he's, I, I, I like him. Yeah, I, I like him. I think he seems like a pretty good bloke. I mean, you're, you're obviously having beers with him. So what we all want to know is, is Dean Elgar a good bloke? <laughs> Dean is, now that I've, I've lived there in Australia almost three years, and I, I know the personalities of Australians, Dean is actually... A semi, he's got a bit of. I think that if we do a DNA sample of him, he's got an Australian <laughs> blood. In him. You know, Dean, <laughs> Dean loves to swear. You know, yeah. he loves a, a little drink. Uh, and yeah, he's just, uh, you know, everything is good, mate. You know, <laughs> all good, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just just uh, one away from the immediate cricket, Mornay, while we have you. Like, uh, I understand there's been a lot of upheaval in South African cricket. Uh, I mean, the, the way the news comes over here is that there's, you know, major, um, you know, Indian investment in the SA20 competition. Yeah. And, you know, this is the big play from Graham Smith and South African cricket to get back on its feet and to, you know, to essentially accept and um, promote the idea that like domestic franchise T20 cricket is the golden goose that, that, that a country needs to, uh, mm-hmm. to thrive in cricket again, you know, like what, what's your position on that in terms of that kind of change? Uh, you know, how do you see it going? Are you watching it closely? I know you are involved in some way. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm 
who's going to be involved with the with the Durban side as a bowling coach. I'm excited for this tournament. You know, we we need we need something fresh, something new in South Africa, and obviously getting the funds from 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 India now is is going to help to make that a, a really good product. I mean, I, I think I see this as it's going to be a global thing. I don't think it's going to be long before you know we see a, a Mumbai Indian uh, Thunder. Yeah, in Sydney or something like yeah. that. Um, they they are looking to to take over world cricket and have a stake, uh, you know, in, in a team across the world. But yeah, like I said, you know, in terms of funding for cricket South Africa, this is massive. Um, the three years with COVID, uh, that they did take a the budget did take a a, a a knock. So yeah, let's hopefully you know and, and to attract good players. I think that's that's the main thing. You know, to have the funds to to you know get the players in the internationals and overseas guys to. Put on the show is going to be important, but um, you know, in terms of South African cricket, this is huge, and it's something that's now their little golden egg that they need to uh, you know protect them and be smart about. Uh, but you know, that relationship with that, with 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 Graham and the Indians is obviously fantastic. So it's nice to have a guy like him uh, as the backbone to help to drive this 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 tournament. Just just last one for me, morning I was just thinking about the South African national team across all three formats, and. I mean, you, you played you play in the team. You played in the best team, right? Number one yeah. test team in the world. You, you won it all. But, like, the South African T20 team was, like, a win against the Netherlands away from making the semifinal, and then who knows? You could have gone on to win that thing. Um, currently, well, they were second in the World Test Championship uh, in the, for the test side. They obviously had a great home series win against India. Uh, I'm not mm. sure about the ODIs because that doesn't really matter until another year. But um, but uh, but like it just feels like South Africa is actually not that far away from being a really really good team. Okay, sure, there's a lack of runs at the moment, but you know even Verena, for instance, averages first. Mm. He averages yeah. first class cricket. Hegan Peterson, mm. um, yeah, you know, like and Verena's gloves are good as well. It's a great bowling attack. Marco Janssen's storming into the into the international scene. So it almost feels like it's not that far away. You know, I mean, do 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 you see mm. that as well or? Mm. You're 100 right. You know, for me, wild ball cricket. I think we're gonna we're gonna compete. Yes, in the 50 over uh, format, we're struggling slightly. I mean, we we forfeited now the the, the three ODIs here, which I think almost um, South African is, they're gonna have to go and play those qualifiers in Zimbabwe, mm. which is gonna be fun because if I'm involved with Namibia again, you know, I'm, <laughs> I, I can't wait for that. <laughs> uh, and and also for them to come back and play in this sort of league too. And that is that's tough scenes. I said to the guys the other night, you know, you guys need to to, to realize, yeah, when you're playing and you involve the top teams, you fly business class, you know, you get drinks at nets, it's fun. But come down, these Namibians, these guys, they have to take their own water, uh, their own shoes. It's it's you know, it's hard work. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of white ball cricket, also the cold pack players now coming back like a rivalry or so. There's a lot of options in that. Um, but for me, and, and red ball cricket. Um, you know, if you think, take 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 six or take five players and out of the the current Australian uh, lineup. So let's go, Steve. I oh, no, Steve Warren. I nearly said Steve. Steve Smith. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go Smithy, minus. Although they're young, but take but take their top five out to replace those guys. You know, it's gonna it's gonna then you know any team is gonna struggle. So um, they re- rebuilding that that their side. Um, a lot of these guys that's currently playing in the their side, they also play a lot of white ball cricket. For South Africa, and I still believe, okay, there's not a they don't play enough red ball cricket. So um, you need to get your your basics, your fundamentals, fundamentals of, of, of test cricket right. Leaving the ball, batting time. So these guys are playing all these tournaments now, white ball tournaments, and not enough 
Red Bull cricket for, for my liking, where they can go back and and polish their, their game. You know, the the the, the, the basics of, of cricket, batting time, um, leaving the the ball outside of. Yes, we're all chasing this new baseball, if I can use that word, and start when I make this cricket exciting. But that's the same thing that happened to Adam Markram. Adam Markram opened the batting. He averaged forty. He was gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played limited white ball cricket. Then he got picked up, played for two years white ball cricket, and then he was chasing every ball outside of stump. We want mm-hmm. to do a whack it for four. Now it's averaging 15. So for him, it's going to go back. You need to go back and find out, okay, what's going to be my best way to score in red ball cricket? And how can I adapt that? And that's going to take time. That's only getting the right people also um, in your in your court. You know, connect with Abed de Villiers or Ashim Amla or JP Dumini and find out how they're going to, how did, how, did, how did they make that transition between white ball and red ball? Um, at the moment, I feel that's, that's the one thing that's lacking. We don't have a lot of the, the great batters helping out, uh, you know, in, in, in with this young side and, and helping them, sharing their knowledge and developing them, mm. if that makes sense. Mm. I've, I've been looking up my cricket and play HQ, Mornay, and I, I haven't seen your name land on the um, Manly team sheet for, for grade cricket, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. assuming you're injured and, uh, and and really desperate to get out there at Manly Oval and, and, and uh, put them through their paces. So press that refresh button. I played two, t- two, two 20s this year. So we we were we were sort of borderline to qualify, you know, for the playoffs to make the top top four, and obviously I'm involved as a as a coach on on uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, and uh, we lost a, a couple of players that got selected for the Blues, and there was a uh, Australian eleven to play against West Indies, uh, and then yeah, I sort of looked at training. I said, no, we're about too short here, so drove back home in the shed, yeah. Managed to between all the cobwebs and the spiders find a pair of my bowling boots and I played a little Thursday afternoon first Thursday afternoon game which is fun. How'd you go? Great. I think it was it was uh, I took three for thirteen and four. <laughs> uh, In third grade, I drank about uh, no first grade. I drank about four Watarins, um Bowled my first two balls. And I thought, oh my word, I can actually if I if I commit now for the next three weeks, I can play maybe big bash here. And then three days later, three weeks later, these these volleys worked out, and I was like, "Man, I couldn't get, I couldn't bloody move." So no, <laughs> I'm happy to to sit here now on the couch and be a um, you know a couch critic and pretend that I know a lot about the game and talk to you guys. <laughs> uh, Morning, very very generous of us uh, for you of, of you to give us your time. We'll let you get back to mowing the lawn. Uh, you're now a veteran of the show, uh, and. Uh, yeah, if you're having the South Africans around it to your place in, in Manly around Sydney Way, just, just shout us a little text as well and uh, we yeah. might come around yeah, and, and have a couple yeah, of years as well. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, definitely. Let's, let's look it up. They would love it. Thank you very much to Mornay Morkel. Uh, all right. BBL 2022. Blobby time. 2023. Lime versus Blue. Thunder v Strikers. The Sydney Thunder bowled out for 15 in Sydney. It's the second lowest score in pro, pro, pro cricket since 1922. The lowest score ever was uh, 14, made by Surrey in Essex in the 80s somewhere. Um, they were all out in 5.5 overs. Henry Thornton, 5 for 3. Wes Agar, 4 for 6. Uh, the Strikers made 139, so they were a fair way short in the end there. Uh, Chris Lynn, leading run scorer in the big bash of all time, hit 36. And Colin, Colin! The Grondheim hit 33. Uh, so all that 15, you've seen the highlights, Pez. 
uh, you felt the things. It was Nick City, next door to Sleep City. <laughs> what a business, Sleep City. What do we call this? Ah, mate. Get on one of those beds, fucking Sleep City. Here we come. I thought it was weird in this innings, in the strikers' innings, there was they were all almost all. There was like six or seven guys who were out playing cross bat shots who had caught like fine leg or third man. A lot of nicks behind the wicket in that regard. But then, but then um, the strikers were the fuller length, and it was just fucking catches deluxe behind the wicket. It was un- unbelievable. And then you, you know, at some point you just say that it's like five for seven or something. Then you're like, well, they don't end, end up getting like 45 or 60 or something. It just always happens. Uh, it didn't happen in the end. Brendan Doggett uh, finished top score with four. I was going to say, that's probably the big shout out. That's a, that's a great result for him. That's Killian Mbappe stuff. <laughs> he French cut one down. the, the only, only boundary of the innings. Uh, only boundary oh, is an, an, an enormous Bronx cheer shots. from the home crowd. So good. Uh, so, um, so, yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess that's pretty tough times for the Thunder, but I mean it's funny. Like it's it, it became pretty farcical. tough times for Lime, for, yeah. for Lime, for Lime. What are we yes. calling? So so what's Hobart Hurricanes if Adelaide's blue? Because I've got I've got Adelaide as cornflower blue. Well, that's purple. It's purple. It's like grimace. What's yeah. cornflower blue? You look that up. No, I'm not on the internet. No, fuck it. Um. Well, the, I mean, this is this is more of a like Adelaide, more of a sky blue, but it's mm. not sky blue. It's not like Sydney FC. Sky I think it's blue. cornflower blue. Cornflower blue. So, what are you saying? What are the hurricanes? The hurricanes are purple. <laughs> oh, I'm colorblind. I'm fucked. I'm fucked. I'm absolutely <laughs> fucked. Here. They should call them something else. Yeah, what are you going to call them? Though? I'm just going to say. Let's just pretend. Okay, cornflower blue. Okay, they're blue and silver. So this, so this is this is lime versus cornflower blue. Well, these are the big questions coming out of them rolling them for fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Henry Thorne was a five for three. I mean, they bowled, they bowled well. Took their catches. It's what happens, you know. You take your catches, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to create ten chances. Uh, are, you, are you watching the BBL? Have you watched it? I've watched more. I, only the highlights. Uh, I've watched highlights most nights. Highlights, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, minis, minis, etc. Not the minis. Just uh, yeah, yeah, minis. Mm. Yeah, like twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to twenty minutes per match. But then it's like, it's just uh, you're not blobbying it. Yeah, and no, I'm not blobbing it yet. But it's not blobby time for me just yet. This week's blobby time. Yep. So we'll explain what that is. Uh, Blobby is a character in the UK from the 90s, I think it might have been. Might be a little bit earlier than that. He's sort of been recreated back into uh, the, the late 20 teens, into the 2020s, where he's just a character who just rolls in and he's just drunk. Uh, and he just knocks a few things knocks over. Knocks a few things over. He's coming, he's coming st- st- uh, steaming from the test match. The cricket's on, just a couple of colours playing in the background. Blobby, Blobby. Yeah. yeah. And, just, and then it's just on. So that's yeah, what, so that's, you're that's in a blobby territory now. This you week, see yourself, this week, yeah, just rocking in. I can put the BBL on, let yeah, it wash yeah, over yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lime green, going back home, orange, going back home for uh, for Christmas for just for a day because we'll be back here for Boxing Day, obviously. But mm. um, so uh, is there a game on Christmas Eve? That they're on, it's on the 23rd because it's Faf for Stoinis and the, the junction so in Melbourne on the 23rd. I, I'm I'm actually uh, taking my children to their first ever BBL game to watch Orange v Green. Okay. At Junction Oval. I might, I, come, I, I, I might come to that. I, I actually have spare ticket. I've got family ticket. Is uh, it sold out? It was quite. Uh, I don't think it's sold out yet at Junction. Okay, and then sold that out then. Yeah. But, uh, Maybe I'll come down. I might come down with LJ. Yeah. Might be, might be nice. Yeah. 3.30 start. Yeah, okay. Yeah, afternoon afternoon thing. Yeah, okay, but, that'd be uh, nice. So fast, fast uh, just watch know, them brushes. I think my boys will last maybe an hour. Uh, okay, four yeah. and a half, two and a half. Yeah, yeah. Probably same with LJ for my Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I think that'd be good. Uh, uh, last night I think Paddy Dooley for uh for the Hurricanes for purple for, for Grimace. Yeah, yeah, for Grimace. Yeah. Uh, four for sixteen. Yeah. 
little moment where he no- he knocks over Faf and and just just prior to the just as the ball bounces, Wade's keeping and he says bold. Yeah, don't think Faf liked that. Yeah, I don't think I did either. Yeah, uh, Wade just gets ahead of himself. Yeah, sometimes. It's, it's, a, it's a, bit, a, bit, a bit of Wade Grim stuff, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's gr- it's grim. Yeah. It's a, that's backyard grim stuff. That's why I call it's, it grimace. Yeah, that's why they call it a grimace, boys. That's <laughs> ah, all right. Uh, he he apologised, I think. Uh, Brett Lee said of, of uh, Paddy Dooley, uh, remember the name? Like he's like Wayne Rooney. You know? <laughs> oh, okay. you know? Right, right, right. Paddy Dooley, remember the name? Yeah, okay. Uh, good, good looking guy. Yeah, yeah, he is a good looking Very guy. Very good looking, yeah. yeah. Nice. So it's something, it's something for the eyes. Yep. Something for the eyes. Uh, Aaron Finch hit 70 off 43. Yes, to chase Suns 71 red. So, so the next night, or a couple nights later, the Thunder made 174. Um, you know, uh, I don't know what the multiplication of that is, but more than 10 times the amount, mm. about 12 times the amount the night that they had the previous game with 15. Made 174. Then Finch hit 70 off 43 to chase it down one ball to spare. Yeah. And then Nick Maddinson playing for red, uh, Melbourne red. Uh, he's got the yellow cap at the moment. He started off the season with 87 off 49 yeah. against the Heat. Then he had North 30. Queensland. It, it was a good oh, – I actually watched a bit of that. I watched a bit of that as well. Mm. That, that was actually good. That, that was actually that was good. That was actually good. And then he hit 39 against a Thunder. And then he, he – you're bold. We got – what do we call it? The bail came off and he played yeah. a pull shot. And then he hit the side on the angle and he was nowhere near it. The bail yeah. just like fell off. Ghost stuff. Ghost stuff, yeah. Have mm. you, I've never seen anything like that before. No. It just reminds me of like some village shit. You know, you see some time to time where like the ball goes like through the stumps. Yeah. That kind of shit. And it's like, well, okay, well. I think there's a bit going on with bails lately. There's, there's too many – sometimes they're not dislodging. The groove's too much. Now they're falling off. I, I think they've got to look into it. I <laughs> – Jeff Toovey needs some investigation, <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't like the zing in the, uh, originally, but now I'm into the zing. Yeah. I'm into the zing. Just lights? LEDs. Yeah. LEDs. Anything. Hard to, hard to miss with LEDs in life, isn't it? Really? Big time. Big time. Hard to miss. LCD sound system, all of it. Yeah. Um, Joe Clark. LED first, sound system. <laughs> <laughs> the first 100 of the tournament, he had 101 red mm. uh, against purple. Um, he was playing for green. Because uh, <laughs> there's been a couple of catches knocking about. Shut up, Tan, shut up, Khan took a screamer yeah. last night for Grimace, um, <laughs> and then uh, and then it's it's catchy to say I'm into it now. Yeah. And then Brody Couch took one for Green, didn't he? Uh, yeah. Trent Bolt's ball, and that was against uh, I think Gilks. Um, flicked one down to uh, short fine leg, and then he sort of marked Taylor a bit. Do you remember the Mark Taylor? What I mean is like he sort of dropped and then he kicked it up and yeah. then he caught it again. Now, do you remember that catch, the Mark you know Taylor I catch? Remember I remember yeah. that so clearly. Yeah. Well, I think it, it, it's been replayed. Like I'd like to see stats on the most replayed catches knocking about. I've honestly not seen that many replays of it. Yeah, you mustn't be at the TV when that happens. I don't really watch cricket; it's mm. not really for me that stuff. But um, but just I, I don't know why I remember that so clearly. It was it was like the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, but, but I would have been like I would have been like eight. Mm. It was a high piece of skill. I got to tell you, it's a, when you look at it closely, it's a really good touch. It's a very good Taylor. touch. It's, it's cushioned. a really good touch. Very good. Yeah, cushioned. Um, that might be my favourite Australian kit, the Ansett Australia kit. Really? Oh, no, the Coca-Cola one, the one when we won in the West Indies in 1995. It's subtle. It's a subtle question. Like, you're talking about what's the best integration of a sponsor onto whites? Uh, yeah, we, we might have done it before. No, not, not for, not you, for whites. Could, but is that what we're talking about? That's though? what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, talking like about, yeah. On, on the test guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I like Pepsi. I like Pepsi in, in any capacity on Pakistan's. Oh, okay. So we're going for other countries now as well. No, nah, not necessarily. I'm just oh. saying, we're just talking about whites, aren't we? Yeah. Well, yeah, let's go through some of the test sponsors. I like, Vod- I like Vodafone for England. Oh, okay. Oh, we're doing Australian? 4X, you know, yeah. When, when Australia at one point went to Orange. Yeah. And I and didn't they, like and it. And that was, that was the team. Because it, it needs, I, I need a premium sponsorship that's kind of got an Australian angle as well. Mm-hmm. Like when they were Qantas, when they're Qantas overseas. Big time. Oh, I still like that. I mean, 2019 Ashes was still Qantas. Yeah. Travelex. Sort of t- early 2000, 2001, yeah, it's not, Steve Orr stuff. Enough. It's not premium enough. It's not premium enough. No. It's not premium enough. No. 
When's, they were, that, when's you know, Amazon going to get on board? Apple. Weren't they like... Was this, wasn't they feeler for a, for a yeah, bit? Yeah, they were. They were. Now, yeah. that is that's, incongruous. That's, but like, a, that's Michael but, Slater years. Yeah, but – and that's like – kids knocking about in feeler at the time yeah, yeah, not yeah. cricketers, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Which I, I sort of like it. Cause, well, cause 90s fashion's back in at the moment. Yeah. Like like Champion is a is a, like yes. a, is a brand. Yes. Like he's a bit of a hipster brand these yeah. days. Yeah. Now, that would be good. Yes. For, for myriad reasons. If the Australian team can start wearing Nike TNs, um, yeah. <laughs> just like with some flames on the side. That's that's what I can get. Yeah, into. but yeah, so it's like Nike. You know, I mean, obviously, because Warren brought the Nike, and then then Cole yeah. had a bit of Nike. Yeah, but it's almost like the Australian men's team's not cool enough for Nike. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it's b- above orange. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Like a, a network that still exists, perhaps yeah. would be nice. Orange. Yeah. What else? Would, oh, Imagine what, Australia's sponsored by like Dodo or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of it, Sleep City. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come and swing that. Yeah. Dress up as a mattress. Yeah. I think yeah, that was Mr. Him. Sleepy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 for my own safety, I want, like, you know, premium, iconic Australian brands. Yeah, okay. RM Williams. RM Williams. Come on. That's fantastic. What are you doing, RM? Yeah, because they're doing, like, they do rugby, which is yeah. know, obviously alignment. Dead. But uh, I would have thought that, that, what that, about, they, what about their the constituents Acu- are already familiar with that brand. Yeah. What about the Akubra? Yeah, that's nice. And the Australian team walk out what about for, the, for the ant. Well, mm. well, the guys are already wearing budgie mm. smugglers, as we know. All right, yeah, we're yeah, that's right they get, yeah, Linny's already got free branding. He yeah, doesn't need to pay for it. The bloke's already wearing You can see him through their whites. Um, Jason Sang is out with a fractured collarbone. He's out for green, uh, for, for lime, sorry. That's for lime. Um, so in the table so far, uh, Adelaide and the Renegades are two from two. The sixes and the heat are zero from two. What are the sixes? Uh, sixes the sixes colour is... Um, Magenta. Magenta, thank you. Magenta and teal for the heat. So magenta mm. and teal, that O from two. Yep. Uh, cornflower blue and red are two from two. Yep. And as we said before, Fafi Stoinis at the junction in Melbourne on Friday. Uh, so that's something, that's 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 a little bit of star power. And obviously Stoinis had COVID uh, recently, but he'd be all good to go. Now, anyway, um, all right, Pakistan versus England. Um, England are on the precipice of winning 3-0, a clean sweep in Pakistan. Unbelievable scene. So in this game, Pakistan batted first and made 304. Babar hit 78. Leach took four for 140. England then scored 354. Harry Brook made 111 in quick time. Folks coming back into the side made 64. Uh, Abra Ahmed took four for 150 and Norman Ali took four for 126. Pakistan then crumbled somewhat in the third innings of the game to be all out for 216. Baba hit 54, but 18-year-old debutante Rehan Ahmed took five for 48, and then Jack Leach took three for 72, making it eight for the match for, for Leach. Uh, England, at the moment, as we record this, at the end of stumps on day three. Uh, day four is a, would be about to start in, I suppose, a couple of hours uh, as we record this. England are two for 112, 112 for two, sorry. Uh, and then they 55 runs to win, eight wickets in hand. Uh, so before the game, uh, Azza Ali announced his retirement from tests. Just a quick note on him, Pez. He's finished his career with 7,000 test runs, career average of 42 and 19 test hundreds. Mm. Um, so quite. Not bad. Not bad. Quite not bad. Did you see how, did you see the guard of honour they gave him as well? Really poor. Really it, it, poor. It, it almost eradicates everything he achieved. <laughs> and he didn't even ask it was, for it. It was, it was Pitiful's harsh. It was pitiful. It, it was. It was a shocking attempt. If you haven't seen it, and it's be fair to say, many wouldn't have. Yeah, he gets out inconsequential, really. Oh, Jack gets, Leach! Jack Leach gets in with a fucking beauty. Yeah, 
Yeah, Packham. And yeah. Uh, he gets a few handshakes from the England players. Very mm. good. And he's walking off. Told and the fuck off. And caught, hopefully. <laughs> had a respect for fuck the Fuck out of here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and he's walking off the field and there's a couple of his teammates come down with cricket bats. Yeah. And they stand opposite each other in a tunnel formation. Yes. They hold the cricket bat up a diagonally yep. as though you were like uh, acknowledging the crowd and that the, the toe of each cricket bat is touching yeah. the man opposite. So he's going through a makeshift tunnel like uh, like you might, I don't know, like allowing, um, you know, or like seeing off a married couple, you know, yeah, at, yeah, the, yeah. At, at the end of a wedding. Or, you know, it's just we've gone past the spring season though. You know, you know like a nice like row of jacarandas yeah. lining a street perfectly yeah. like with cricket yeah. bats touching. Yeah, it's willow. Yeah. Willow trees. Saw blokes do that once in the showers actually with their erect penises and you had to like walk through them That's underneath. That's right. That, yeah. was, that was the that was trick for the bigger guys. Yeah. The- <laughs> <laughs> And that's what they did. They now if they did that for yeah. Azhar Ali, given the Pakistanis don't tub, as far as we understand, yeah. uh, a lot more respect. Yeah, if they did that, that would have been interesting. It was funny because Babar's arm like sort of went through it himself. <laughs> he went through it the other way. Did you see that? Went through it the oh, other. He, he went through he it the other way. Said, Thanks, boys. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's always that and joke. Then, and then yeah, him and Rizwan yeah, like yeah, laughing yeah. with each other. Uh, uh, I love it. Yeah, it's, well, it's a historic uh, test, and we'll spend eighty-five yeah. percent talking about uh, <laughs> a cock tunnel for uh, Azhar Ali. I mean, Ryan Ahmed Pfeiffer on yeah. debut. So he's uh, eighteen and one hundred and twenty-six days, I think. Yeah, or Young, some youngest shit. men's test cricketer. Did you say that to take Pfeiffer on debut? He beats Cummins, and uh, right, so right, again, right. once again, Australia getting knocked off yep. by uh, the, the, the history-making England side. Getting some shit from some Aussies for like praising England as well on are the we? TGC. Yeah, we are. Yeah. So okay. Uh, anyway, um, but uh, he, he, there was like uh, footage of his dad shedding a tear. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. Oh. Raheem. Yeah, Raheem Ahmed, I believe. Oh, that's his dad's that's name. That's his dad's name. Yeah, yeah right. Which okay. is confusing, but yeah. Uh, not really. I mean, <laughs> it's just, it's just, just a different name. Different name. Well, it's, just, yeah, mate, it's just slightly different. <laughs> yeah. It's like Stephen uh, Stephen. Nothing the same as that at all. Um, I still, you know, it's still uh, like in Australia, it's still uh, wait and see if you can do it against our boys. I heard as late as this morning, I'm not yeah, going to say who, Right. this morning I heard, um, well, can you keep doing basketball if you get bowled out for 50 a few times? You know, and it's like, yep, yeah, but they haven't. At the same time, I did hear this morning if Rehan Armand was an AFL team, which one would he be? So, you know, when, when, so England was set 167 in seven sessions. Yeah, and they wanted it. 112 for two off 17 overs. Yeah. And Rian Ahmed comes out as the Nighthawk. As a Nighthawk, yeah. And they smash it, boshes a few down the ground. Um, and they were saying after the game, so seven overs were lost to bad light at the end of the play. So they, they need 55. So they, they would have got those runs tonight. Um, uh, sorry, last night had they had they finished the game, but um, yeah, I suppose they got to wait uh, ten minutes this morning to uh, to get that job done. Um, <laughs> I mean, it is just it's fuck it is remarkable. It, it is, is rem- and you know, you know what's remarkable as well. And it's like they've now got amazing depth because Harry Brook comes in, he scores one hundred and eleven. It's his third the century match. on the tour, and they don't have Besto who fucking snapped his leg in half on the golf course, who was probably the the batsman of the summer. Um, yeah, that's pretty mm. bad, right? Joe Root had an outstanding... I mean, Joe Root's hardly... Joe Root got a first ball in, this, uh, in the first innings here. He's hardly scored a run on, on tour, Joe Root. But all of a sudden, they don't really need him because they got... Fuck, like ben Duckett's hit 50 in this game of about 40 ben balls. Ben Duckett's their opener now. Yeah. Uh, it's, ben it's, Duckett it's, opens for them. 
It's it's fucking ridiculous. Mm. Um, Johnny Bears though, he's, I'm just not sure his scoring rate is appropriate enough for this team. <laughs> yeah, he's only Man, I'm, sort of I'm looking at clips of them doing uh, six hitting practice. Yeah. You see this like uh, nine insert that blasting dire straights, and then like someone's just at that uh, one end of the pitch, like center wicket. Yeah, and they're all they're, they're playing a game north versus south. Right, and they're just trying to hit sixes into the stands. It looks like it looks like heaps of fun. I didn't never even conceived of that. Like, at any, could you imagine any grade training ever? It was like, all right, guys, we're gonna have a game of who can hit the most sixes. Like, and, and there's pressure on. You like you wouldn't go near it. It would see. It would, it would sort of be unseemly. Um, in this, in the third innings of the game, when Baba went to fifty, he was on forty six. Rehan Ahmed bowling, and he pushes the ball to mid on dot ball, no run, and sort of the, the non striker who I don't remember who it was, but it sort of was like semi out mm. of his crease, and then so Ben Stokes at mid on fucking pings it at the stump, mm. so it was, wasn't really run out on. Mm. No one backing up, four overthrows, whole team just starts laughing. Yeah. I was like, if that happened in grade cricket, you you would never play for the club again. Mm. You would actually never play for the club again if you laughed when you threw overthrows. Yeah. Or you'd be punished with some kind of penis humiliation. And rightfully you know? so. Yeah. As it, Jeremy Clarkson said. I, I think Australians, it, this is what's going to be funny about the Ashes. <laughs> yeah. Like... Sorry, Sorry what did Jeremy Clarkson I, I, say? I People gonna, wanted. I was going to do a Game of Thrones bit. Yeah, <laughs> he was just talking about how he wrote a thing about Meghan Markle, and then he was saying that he wanted to looking forward to her walking naked through the streets when people th- uh, hurled fecal matter at her. Jeremy Clarkson wrote that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a piece of work, but yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking rattled by that. <laughs> so, and so that's what would have happened to Ben Stokes had he been playing twos at my club. <laughs> he, would, he was starting twos <laughs> naturally. He's overseas, but uh, like <laughs> Australians, when when when. Uh, the Ashes takes place like halfway through next year, June next year. Like, I think a lot How of Australians you, who are, 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 <laughs> How are you, June? How are you, June? <laughs> Australians are going to find it very, very difficult to make sense of it. Yeah. I think because we obviously, as a polis, we don't pay attention to anything that happens away from our shores, no. and we might have a look at some cricket in England when we're playing when the AFL's not on. You know, we'll have a look at it, yeah. and like when. Basball happens yep. there, yep. and when they have success with it, whether it's all the time or not a lot or whatever, right. it's I just I'm just looking forward to that clash of like deep seated Australian conservatism, mm. and you know we, no country does this is how you've got to play the game like Australia in my view. Uh, oh yeah yeah yeah, uh, like I I just think it's going to be incredible like like trying to make sense of it, especially if they go well. Mm. Just, mm. uh, yeah, and uh, who's got the rights? It's going to be Channel Nine, isn't it? So they're going to do like a, they're nine, just going to yeah. put do it like a you know. We'll, we'll get the we'll get the Sky feed, yeah. and then we'll get just a couple of blokes at a booth because th- that's when I would want a full Australian panel of guys who played between nineteen ninety one. I need Mark Ward. Mark Ward's going to do something. Like we're doing live streams with June. Yeah, in June. Yeah, we'll I mean, just do no, that. June's a ruined month now. June, it's, my, yeah. it's my birthday. Month. Yeah, I can't hear without you. So many things are ruined. Fuck. So many things are ruined these days. Yeah, so it's gonna that's gonna be good. That's gonna be good. I don't know, but England England are fucking changing the game and they yeah. brought in like this eighteen year old kid who doesn't even have that good a first class record. We've yeah. obviously seen the clip of him um talking to Shane Warne that time. That's really yeah, heartwarming 14. and all that sort of stuff. But like but uh it's just this uh, it's just everything they touch has turned into gold. I mean it's a three nil clean sweep in Pakistan. Fucking unbelievable. And by that I mean how bad Pakistan have been in the sort of underperformed enormously in this mm. tour. Um <laughs> All right. Um, I'm just going to say this right now. We we did put a uh, a message out to Vitushan Narantharaja, who is actually in Pakistan. So if if we do talk to him, it's going to be right now. And if we don't, then I'm just going to keep talking. All right. India women and Australia women. 
uh, the Australians lead the five T20I series 3-1. There's one more game to play at midnight tonight or 12.30 tomorrow morning our time. So in the third T20, Australia won that one by 21 runs. We also remember that Australia won the first game comfortably. Then the second game, India won in a super over. That's the first game of T20 cricket that Australia have lost. The third T20, Australia won by 21 runs. Elise Perry was player of the match. Australia batted first, hit 172 for eight. Elise hit 75 of 41. And then Grace Harris came in and hit 41 of 18 at the end. And they defeated India, who hit 151. Uh, Verma hit 52. And then Darcy Brown and Ash Gardner took two wickets each. The fourth T20, Australia just got home by seven runs in a very decent game. Ash Gardner was player of the match in this game. Australia hit 188 for three, again batting first. Elise hit 72 of 42, and Ash Gardner hit 42 of 27. Grace Harris again, 27 of 12. The finisher, dare I say. India hit 181 for five. Harmanpreet Kaur, uh, of, of obviously Melbourne Red fame, uh, hit 46 of 30. And then Ash Gardner took two for, uh, and Alana King took two for as well. Um, so, and uh, Alisa Healy actually came off in that, in that game with a calf. Mm. Um, she's been captaining this side, given that uh, Megan Lanning's taken an indefinite break. Um, so I'm going to guess that uh, that might mean that Elise might captain that last game if Elisa Healy is Talia McGrath's captain. Talia uh, McGrath, because she's oh, vice captain. Because she's vice captain. Yeah. And also, she is the number one batter in the world at the moment. T-Mac. Yeah, she went to number one. And Elise Perry is now back at uh, number one all-rounder. Everything you're saying sounds good and yeah, safe. Apart from Elisa Healy's injury, I'm not, I'm not uh, wishing and that. And still anymore. losing that second game in a super over. It's no good, obviously. Uh, and Phoebe Litchfield, has she managed a debut yet? Yeah, as she well? played. She played yeah. in the second game. Uh, she played in the good, second it's good game. Good to see. Yeah. You know, I mean, really, the story is Elise Perry's reinvention and comeback. You know, I think mm. a lot of people have written her off in this format. She's come out against the the team most uh, pressing Australia and uh, and destroyed. Mm. So you just you know it you can't. You know, champions are ruined word now as well. But yeah. she really is. Yeah. She's been written off and just comes back and fucking does it again. I mean, I guess for this series, there are WIPL contracts on the line. So, you know, yeah. it's always, and always, that's always the allegation. It's always a allegation. Text it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, we know you only get out of bed for an IPL contract. Yeah. 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 I was, I was thinking about messaging before they went over there. Good luck for the series. And by that, I mean, you know, yeah. securing. Yeah. yeah. Securing the bag. These, these, these are audition matches, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're just auditions. <laughs> Uh, Bangladesh and India in a test series at the moment, two test series, and India won the first test by 188 runs. India hit 404 in the first innings. Pajara hit 90 and Shreyas I hit 86. And Ashwin, of course, just hit 58. Yeah. Fucking hell. Uh, Bangladesh and all out 150. Called a Biadav with some left arm wrist spin. It took five for 50. Siraj also took three for 20. Uh, so that means their lead was about, what, 250 at the beginning there. So India then in the third innings hit 258 for two. Shub McGill, friend of the show, hit 110. And Pajara hit his fastest ever test century, 102. I think I think it was about 105 balls, maybe 110 balls. Anyway, both of those hundreds were red. That <laughs> meant mean Bangladesh needed to hit um, 8,000, and they finished 324. Uh, Zaki Hassan, who was on Dabu Pez, test Dabu, he hit 100, 100 clean. That's nice. Uh, for Bangladesh, and Shakib Al-Hassan, who played this game mostly as a batter, for some reason, uh, he hit 84. But then Aksar, of course, took four for 77. Kuldeep Yadav took three for 73. That means he took eight for the game. So bang, uh, India win the game by 188 runs. Uh, Rohit Sharma is still out for the second test match, I believe, with his um, with his heavily fucked up thumb. Uh, so this was a win for Kale Rahul, uh, who will continue to captain in the second test match, I reckon. And obviously this win, Pez, means that they then go to second in the test 
World, uh, World Test Championship tail above. Okay. South Africa, does that mean anything to you? Not really. Yes, he wrote, he's been ruled out, Rohit. In case people are tuning into this cast for Rohit Sharma injury updates, uh, he's been he's been ruled out. Yeah. <clears throat> Look, it doesn't. It, I'm going to be honest. It, it it's not meaning a lot. Nah, but, it, doesn't, but, it doesn't. It's not really getting me out of bed. Yeah, Australia's our scoring runs. That's good. We also, we also can't get the highlights here. We're sort of YouTubing this stuff. Yeah, we're trying to find YouTube highlights for this one. Uh, Bit but, of ADM underneath. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like sort of incongruously loud yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah, get the levels right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to put some fucking EDM. Yeah. Uh, so I don't really have much more to offer on that. He goes. Um, but I suppose, but I suppose from a Pajara perspective, like he was not far gone from the team at the same time as Rahane. There was, there was that, especially during the South Africa series when they were like, well, is it has their time been done? Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, um, literally says name Rahane is out of the team, but Pajara has come back and now he's screen runs again. He's fastest ever hundred. I mean, the, the, the pace of the hundred is probably not that important, but a uh, hundred nonetheless. And it's nice to see like a purely test match batter scoring test match yep. hundreds, I suppose. So there's that. Um, all right, let's get into hashtag RCDC. But before we need to do that, Pez, we're going to thank our friends at Manscaped. Use the code TGC for 20% off. Any Manscaped stories recently for you? No, I haven't shaved my pubes uh, recently. Okay. But Santa, baby, it must be a holiday miracle because the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped, are stuffing your stockings with everything the man in your life could ask for. Mm -hmm. That's right. This holiday season, Manscaped has vowed to make sure his ornaments are shining bright and his tree standing tall. (laughs) That's right. Manscaped has vowed vowed to make sure his ornaments are shining bright. And his tree is standing tall. Spice up his stockings with gifts he'll actually use. And something you can enjoy too. Wink emoji. Yeah, that's smart. I like Mm. that. Uh, Almost a selfish gift. Is that that like the Homer Simpson bowling ball to Marge? Shave your pubes so I can enjoy your tree standing tall. Okay, but if if you've got like a secret Santa situation, if you've got some sort of Kris Kringle gear going on in your household this Christmas. Mm, Not bad. aren't Aren't you just telling someone... What what you want? I mean, like, isn't that the greatest gift of all? Just someone giving you something that you actually want. Mm, interesting. That and a Sony PlayStation. <laughs> Sony PlayStation. Sony. <laughs> <laughs> so ESPN Crick Info. <laughs> uh, get twenty percent off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the code TJC. Pez, all of our live shows on stage, we've been enjoying some ponting wines, and mm. you can get. Ponting wines at pontingwines.com.au. Use the code get a few for for a dis I think it's twenty percent off. I think yeah. it's twenty percent off at you yep. can use the code get a few at pontingwines.com.au. Now we've been drinking some of the absolute finest ponting wines on stage, and let me tell you they've been going down an absolute treat, except for the first sip at Adelaide, where we'd had a couple before and the first one not so good. But the second sip, the third sip, and subsequent sips, glorious. Mm. Um, our, our good friend Ricky Ponting actually personally delivered uh, a whole box of wines to the studio last week. I didn't see him, but I presume it was him because yep. there was some at the door. So um, that's probably how that worked. So thanks for doing that, Rick. Um, but uh, we've now got the full, we've got the full suite. We've yeah. got the full suite of Ponting wines. And let me tell yeah. you, they are a sweet treat. Yeah. And I cannot wait to, I told you before, I'm going home for Christmas. Uh, Dad and I are going to tuck into, well, I like a Pinot, but I think for Dad, a Shiraz. Okay. We're going to yeah. go for a Shiraz. Full body. Yeah, a full, a full body. My dad loves mm. a full body. Yeah. Yeah, always has, always will. House. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Son. Don't you say a fucking word no. about my mum. <laughs> <laughs> and of 
course, we've got uh, we've got punter on stage at the oh, Hotel. Yeah. If you want a ticket, you can't get it. Yeah, unfortunately, you can't get it. That will be the biggest show we've ever done. That's four. Yeah. That's gonna be four sixty, I think. Is it uh, at the and, corner? And like, like it's gonna, it's gonna be, gonna be hot, hot in it. Like, so at the corner post bo- Boxing so Day. Boxing Day is gonna be thirty five degrees yeah. down here. I'm not sure about. So we're twenty seven. We're twenty seven. We're twenty seven. Day two. Day two. But I mean, there's it's, if it's, it's thirty five in Melbourne, then that next day's raining. Okay, well, mm. still people people mm. pouring in. Mm. But mate, what a you know because you know Ponning's my hero. Yes. Uh, so to have a glass. With of Ponting wines with Ricky Ponting, that's that's me done, mate. Mm. That's the pinnacle, and that's the name of one of his wines. Not to use the pinnacle Shiraz, yeah. We've only gone and done it. Do you think? Uh, will that leave you keen to have quite a few glasses? On oh, stage, I'd imagine that probably only just have like sort of two or three and just call that a night because yeah. that's how usually my relationship to alcohol works. Same, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially on stage, <laughs> once too many tens not enough. <laughs> you know, you're in trouble. Like, uh, like uh, our tour manager. Oh, I don't think you mind us saying this. Uh, Tour managers Mark Wilson, who's um, of of the band Jet fame, and he said to us, "He's, <laughs> the, bass, the, he's literally the, bass he's player the basis of Jet." Of Jet. Yeah. So he's been around the block, vis-a-vis live shows, we and feel, live performance. We feel embarrassed yeah. performing because he does arenas, and he's he's fantastic. <laughs> he's <laughs> such a great help. He's incredible and at his job. Great bloke, as yeah. Well. Fucking phenomenal bloke. Yeah. But uh, I reckon he's been around the traps of vis-a-vis yeah. life performance. <laughs> and uh, he well, said- we have vis-a-vis life performance, he said, right? he said after Brisbane, he goes, gee, blokes drink a lot on stage. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, I know, I know. Like, yeah, fuck, yeah, yeah. that's what fucking Mark yeah. saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'd, I'm sort of, I've, I'd just sort of have one or two with Rick on stage. Yeah. I would have thought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We also shared one with Jail on stage. That was nice. Yeah, that was nice. That was nice. And then we got Watto as well yeah. uh, in Sydney uh, for a couple, well, he'll of, a couple of shows. He'll have, he'll a, have red. a red. He'll have a red. He'll have a red. Anyway, yeah. mate, I, I, can't, I can't wait. I can't wait. Can't wait. I can't wait for it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you can go to pontywines.com.au, use the code GETAFEW, and you get 20% off your purchase. So go and do that and go enjoy your festive season. Does it feel like Christmas for you yet? Uh, not really, mate. Like, but that's just the I think nature, nature of our work. work yeah. I think uh, for others that Christmas is on. Yeah, boys, okay. boys are on it. Okay, good. Okay, I'll, I want to know where we're at vis-a-vis mm-hmm. boys, being, boys on. being on in Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to read the R C D C? Yeah, okay. This is from Borez, B-O-O-R-E-Z, Borez. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Fellas, I have a bit of a parenting dilemma. My nine-year-old son is a sports tragic and has had two detentions at school the last few weeks for the following One, a few days after Melbourne Cup, while in class at school, my son was supposed to be doing a maths test, but he decided to jump up on his table with his school ruler as a whip and pretend to (laughs) ride out gold trip the last 400 metres of the cup, which resulted in his first detention. (laughs) Harsh, I reckon. Uh, Two, while the T20 Cricket World Cup was on, my son in class again stood up between the tables and started shadow batting with his school ruler. When the teacher asked what he was doing, supposedly his reply was, just pushing at a good length delivery. (laughs) When asked to sit down, my son then proceeded to run down the aisle and shadow bowl towards the teacher and let out a massive appeal resulting in (laughs) detention number two. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with my son? Should I be proud he's following his passion for sport, even whilst at school and trying to be educated? Should I buy him a horse to practice 
uh, horse he's, he's, he's riding, yeah. or dig up the pool in the backyard, put down a cement slab, put up a net, buy a bowling machine, and work on prodigal runs. Oh, yeah. Should I never let him watch sport again? Send him to a therapist and ruin his hopes and dreams at the ripe old age of nine. Please help, Burez. Nah, fuck that. No, dog. just harness this in your yeah. son. Harness it deep. Fuck school. Like, just get on. If he wants to ride a, a, Melbourne, a Melbourne Cup winning horse in his head, he should be doing that. If he wants to scratch off to a perfectly delivered uh, Scott Boland delivery, just outside off and scratch off or bowl himself and be Scott Boland. Hey, he can be Josh Hazelwood. Hey, he can be Jai Richardson. Hey, he can be Rehan Ahmed. Yes. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Harness that in your son. Harness that in your boy. Because that's what we need. And yeah, be a, be a slab it up. Slab it up. Put, get some nets up. This is a special boy, I, th- I think. You know, you just have to watch this. The, the great... TED Talk by Sir Ken Robinson on education. And the, and the key quote, Robbo, yeah. to his mates. Yeah, that was Robbo. Kenny. Yeah, what did he say? Creativity is as important now in education as literacy, and we should treat it with the same status. This boy, he's he's saying something. This is how he wants to create. Yeah. Now, it's interesting to me that on both occasions – he could have done those actions just on the floor, but he want, needed to get on the table to right. do it. Now, that suggests a stage to me. Yep. He wants to be on stage. Right. I like it. But it also reminds me of that Bill Hicks bit where he's like, he's saying, you know, I, he's like, like you know, I, I've had drugs and I've had a good time. And he's going on to say, like, but you get all these stories in the press about people who go up, who, who like get on these hallucinogens and uh, go up to the 50th floor thinking they can fly and jump off. He's like, he's like, that, that, that's not drugs. They're morons. He's like, <laughs> if you think you could fly, just do it from the floor. <laughs> it's not the drug's yeah. fault. <laughs> that's good. Uh, yeah, that's, that's good. good. That's good. I like it. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Um, so I, I, I've got. I, I think this boy's got a big future. He needs to be yeah. in the right education. He needs the right education, the right encouragement around yeah. him. Yeah. It's. I, I like. I particularly like that it's just it's it seems to be the quiet of a maths test that causes him to just kind of immediately go. I'm on the table, riding home a fucking Melbourne Cup winner. Fuck yeah, pushing the good length at the age of nine. I like to hear that from a Test cricket perspective. How's the clip? Well, if he's nine, you'd think he's sort of uh, reverse dogging, reverse sweeping. Sorry, that's yeah. a sex act. Uh, yeah. And um, at, you know, or, or, or flipping, you know, whatever. But but he's pushing at a good length. Yep. Possibly playing and missing too. Even That's better. very encouraging. Square yourself up. Absolutely mm. perfect. Good signs ahead. Good times ahead. Hope mm. you interesting times ahead. have the merriest of Christmases for those who choose to celebrate. And even if you don't celebrate it, I hope you have a great December 25th anyway. From champs to chop kings, alphas to beaters, I hope you and yours have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas. And to you, Pez. And to yours and to your possessions, the things you own. And to you and to yours and to your possessions and the things that you own. And I've received that and I accept it. Mm. And you can find us on Patreon for hashtag RCDC Fridays, the last one before Christmas. Um, But we'll see you, Coates, at the Corner Hotel on the 27th. We'll see you at Boxing Day. Have a great Christmas. See you later.